Are you working toward your certified economic developer designation? Are you an economic developer deciding whether or not to pursue the certification? Or have you already achieved the designation? In all cases, you're in the right place. Welcome to the 123 CECD podcast. Join your host, Nicole D'Souza, as she explores the path to becoming a certified economic developer and discusses the careers of successful economic developers. It isn't as easy as 123, but let us provide the motivation and inspiration to help you earn your CECD. Thank you so much for joining us today on the 123 CFD podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a little while since I've uh, put out some new content. And so I am so excited to have you on as our first like rebooted, you know, guest onto the series. <laughs> well, awesome. I am pumped because I definitely listened to your podcast as I was uh, preparing for when I took the exam back in October. So that's exciting. That it's so exciting. Well, first and foremost, a huge congratulations since you just passed the certification exam not two months ago and uh, first try too, right? Yes. Thank you. I, I'm thrilled that's behind me. <laughs> yeah. First try, I uh, pass the test. I can't imagine. That is so impressive. Wow. Um, goals right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Of course. So um, I'm Nancy Lee McNew, and I work for the Economic Development Alliance for Jefferson County, Arkansas. And um, so our main city, our major city is Pine Bluff, but we have several cities within our county. And so I actually started out on the chamber side when I first worked here, and I've moved over to the economic development side which was my end goal. So yay, I have made it. <laughs> so of course, um, in our profession, it is um, such a great achievement to get the certification. And so I'm always wanting to uh, further my self-development. So as soon as I started in this career path, I started taking courses with IEDC and um, all of that. So how did you, I know you just mentioned um, getting into the chamber. So how did you learn about the economic development field and you know, decide that's where you wanted to be. And so how did you journey to this? Well, the journey is a really interesting one. I actually met my former boss at a clothing party. Uh, I was looking for a job. I was right out of college. Um, I have a management marketing degree. She was looking for an events coordinator. And so I said, okay, well, I'll come to the interview. One of my first duties that was beyond events was to help with the BRNE efforts. And so that's serving in the local industry as, as far as, and as well as assisting with the uh, manufacturing council. Then in addition to that, she also had me presenting the manufacturing DVD to high, local high schools to help spur, you know, kids wanting to go down that career path. So I say all this because I just fell in love. I mean, as soon as I started learning more about, you know, um, industry, manufacturing, and just the whole Everything that's within our industry, with the ED industry, I just got so excited and I knew it was for me. I loved all the different aspects of it and how you could put all the pieces to the puzzle and then hopefully land this project that creates all these wonderful jobs and opportunities for the people in your community. Yeah, it's a really wonderful industry and uh, I know it's that's great that you you got into, I guess, the chamber by chance. What a cool way to meet someone, your former boss at a clothing party. <laughs> I know my boss said it was fate because uh, we I was I had planned on going down a different career path. But I mean, it, it, 
I can still remember as soon as I got involved here, I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And that was economic development. And just every day I fall in more and more in love. As hokey as that sounds, uh, it's just great. Um, every day is different. It's a new challenge, constantly learning. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, economic development is such a great industry. I completely agree. And I love, I mean, it is certainly a niche field. I have so many friends and family members that really have no idea what I do. But for those of us who do know, um, you know, the people in the industry, you know, just love it so much. And so it's great seeing that energy and, and being inspired by our, you know, colleagues. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And you're correct. When I first started working here and talked about economic development with my family over Christmas break, they thought I was an economist or uh, you know, all kinds of things. But now they completely understand. And so that's great. But you're correct. It takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what inspired you to become a certified economic developer? I know you'd mentioned, right, wanting to, you know, just further your education education, but um, any other inspirations? Um, I would definitely say my former and present boss, and they were both women in leadership roles um, in the economic development industry, and they really see the importance in the certification and helped guide me because not only does it take yourself to another level, but it takes your organization to another level, and I just think it's always really good to improve as much as possible, especially if you plan on staying in um, this career path. That is so true. I completely agree. Well, and then how long did the whole process take you from the very beginning with a basic economic developer class to ultimately passing the exam? Let's see, I've been here, it's been an eight year journey. And the reason why is I would take a class a year due to budget uh, constraints. You know, a lot of us have small shops and you have several people in your organization that are also furthering their education. So you have to spread the love as far as getting to travel and take courses. So it, it took um, eight full years by the time for me to take all six courses and have the career experience to sit for the exam. Um, and I studied, let's see, I started studying in March and the exam was in October. So I studied quite a few months before. Yeah, I think um, we most often hear that's about the standard, you know, amount of time recommended to study. Um, I've heard a couple of people who've said, you know, they've studied, done all the courses and everything and studied within um, a year, which is, wow, um, impressive. Very. <laughs> <laughs> so what most surprised you about the certification? Um, I guess what most surprised me um, was that I personally enjoyed the essay more than the multiple choice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And that surprises me. I, um, all through my, um, you know, college life, I always have been a multiple choice, multiple choice fan, but I actually enjoyed and felt more confident about my essay <laughs> portion than I did multiple choice. Interesting. So that shocked me as, as far as the test is concerned. And then what else shocked me was um, the amount of material. Although I'm so glad that that's the standard because it really pushes you to learn everything at a faster rate. Whereas, yeah, I would have picked up the books and um, eventually read them all, but I really did appreciate that extra push. And it really brought everything together um, a lot in a more, your way to understand if that makes sense because there's so many different aspects to what we do and um so yeah absolutely that's so true well and then what were 
are your two electives? My two electives were workforce development and marketing. Well, and then my next question is, in what ways have you seen the economic development field grow and evolve? Definitely more technology focused, that's for sure. Um, you know, we're seeing, especially in the food processing sector, um, everything is so much more robotic and they're looking at ways to make everything more efficient and cleaner. And I know that that's been an ongoing trend, right, for years, but it seems like just in the past five years, it's really ramped up. Um, of course, with COVID, we're seeing a huge shift in how you know, we communicate with site selectors and how we communicate with projects, um, whether we're talk, speaking directly with corporate and not going through a site selector. It's just a whole different ballgame. But um, I'm, we're actually adjusting very well to the new normal, or at least, in, I mean, in our office, we are. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Well, and then how do you anticipate the field continuing to change, um, especially post-COVID? I think we're going to see a lot of differences. Yeah, I, I personally foresee uh, even more technology um, coming through because now, you know, you saw you, we've seen all these outbreaks with all these workers at these um, essential businesses, such as the meatpacking plants and the poultry plants and you know, COVID has just changed the dynamic of everything. Um, and so I think that companies are really looking at maybe ways to space out or unfortunately eliminate more people working. Just, you know, and then some companies have had to downsize due to COVID and realize, wow, we're okay doing that. And we can stay this way and still turn a profit. So I think we're going to see a whole lot of uh, just, again, more advanced technology with whether it's robotic machinery and, you know, we're, we're definitely headed in that direction. Yeah, that sounds very right. And the things that I've also considered and it'll be interesting seeing as we head out of this, um, you know, how everything changes and how, you know, quickly the economic development field is to adapt to, you know, just our surroundings and different things that happen. Um, I mean, politically, and and then obviously just natural disasters, different things, you know, um, I know I'm out in California, so the wildfires have been a huge issue um, the past few years, but especially, I mean, this year has been particularly impactful with it starting so much earlier, but um, just in general, you know, um, economic developers are so quick to have to re act and, you know, change the game plan um, that it's going to be so fascinating now um, as we leave economic, uh, leave COVID, you know, seeing uh, how, you know, what are the differences that are here to stay? Absolutely. And one thing that I was impressed with, and I am still impressed with, uh, with COVID is how um, some companies were almost a step ahead by the way they pivoted so quickly. Um, I'll give a great example. It's outside of our county, but in the state of Arkansas, we had a vodka distillery that immediately switched to making hand sanitizer. Um, just to give an example, um, a local example is we have Ready One Industries, which is a private pub private public partnership on our Pine Bluff Arsenal installation base here, and um, they switched from making the uh, military J list suits to masks for the oh, military. Wow. And so it's just been really cool to see how innovative and um, quickly that these different industries are um, able to pivot and just go in a different business direction, as well as we've had local, what I call mom and pops, they've expanded their business tremendously just based off being like we had a, um, a local trophy shop 
he started making masks and started making the face, um, I don't know if you call them face screens, but um, he has a whole new section in his business now that would have never even existed pre-pandemic. Wow. So I, I like to see all the innovation and just how people have gone different directions and really, you know, learn how to capitalize off this terrible, terrible event. But, you know, you, at the end of the day, your business still needs to stay successful as long as you possibly are able to do that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's great to hear, you know, the positives for this um, unfortunate time period. I feel like, I mean, obviously we're hearing the news and it's so sad and so devastating. Um, and so getting to hear the positives, the innovations, um, people realizing that, you know, oh, they're capable of doing new things and opening a complete new sector for them. And also just at the end of the day, seeing people stepping up to the plate to be there for their fellow human beings, you know, and helping to make, like you said, hand sanitizer or masks or whatever it is. It's, um, it's a very devastating time, but I'm glad that there are some silver linings also. Absolutely. Uh, so can you tell us about one project that you've worked on that you're most proud of? Um, I will say current project that I'm really excited about, and this came about with us just pivoting in-house, is um, our brand new website. It's going to be extremely robust. We're adding all the bells and whistles, and so I spent a lot of time with our website team getting that all designed and laid out and content, and so that might not be the most exciting project to talk about, but it's one that I am able to talk about, so we're really there you go. About that. Yeah. That's important. Oh, that's exciting. Well, I can't wait to see it when it goes live. Right. Yeah, me neither. I'll definitely send you the link. Yes. I'm so happy. There is a lot of work that goes into websites. So now that you have your certification, what is next? Really, um, just continue working here and I'm just continuing to further my education through IEDC's various webinar, webinar excuse me, offerings. Um, just keep up to date. I read, um, of course, our state business publications, but as well as different um, ED publications that come through. And just, I'm just such a big advocate to just stay in the know, in the news, and have, know a little bit about everything, right? So uh, I'm just keep that to further my self development. And so I really don't have any huge next steps yet. Um, also, a good time to just relax. <laughs> You've been working towards this. You know, um, especially studying so much for the past six months and uh, it's, you know, you passed so recently too. just enjoy the time. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm trying. I feel almost lazy now when I go home because I was so used to having that study um, schedule. So it's been different, but we've gotten a lot of projects done at the house. So. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> well, what would you tell someone who is debating whether or not to pursue their economic development certification? Absolutely do it. Um, I say that even if you take away the, the allure of having the credentials behind your name, just the knowledge that you learn individually is it's priceless. Because again, like I stated earlier, yes, we would all eventually learn and read up on those topics, but the certification really pushes you to do it in a quicker, more efficient way. And you just can't beat the knowledge that you learn in all those courses. And then, you know, hopefully we can eventually start meeting in person, but I gained some of my best contacts through the courses when we got to meet in person as well. 
Um, I went the IEDC route. I have a lot of friends that went through OUEDI and they loved that route as well. I think they're both great, but just meeting those contacts and building your network and then just reading the manuals, it's great. So absolutely do it. Definitely recommend it. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and then what advice would you give someone who is currently making their way through the certification process and currently studying? Just as much as you possibly can, make time for it. Uh, make it a priority. And I say that because if you're like me, if it's not a priority, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Just prepare yourself and uh, sit for the exam and hopefully you'll be one and done. Hopefully that is the goal. <laughs> Just stay motivated. But overall, regardless if you pass or not, again, I cannot say it enough. Even if you don't pass, the knowledge that you've obtained from just studying the manuals is that's beneficial just by itself. Definitely good to know. Well, I have a couple of wrap up questions for you, Nancy. Okay, so the first okay. one is what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? See, I guess what motivates me is I love, well, there's two things in my, actually three things. Let me go back. Okay. There's three things I love about my job. So I love coming here. I love the contact that we have with local industry on a daily basis. Uh, we've built these relationships that are so great. They'll even pick up the phone and call us on our cell phones. I love working on our marketing, uh, constantly thinking of ways of how to um, always improve. And then, of course, I love the project. That chase of the project is really what gets me up, probably number one. There is no better feeling than getting an RFI, filling it out, and just patiently waiting <laughs> for a response and or follow-up visit. So that's really what gets me going uh, <laughs> come to work every morning. That's great. Yeah, that's such a feeling of satisfaction when, you know, you fill out the RFI and then it comes back and sometimes it takes a while, right? And so it's almost like a surprise of, oh yeah, I did fill that out. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I'm notorious. Absolutely, I'm notorious for actually screaming in joy. I've had a coat, what's going on? I'm like, whoa, round two, I'm excited. <laughs> Totally, totally, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, those are wonderful motivations and how awesome to be able to say that your job motivates you. Um, I, I feel like that is such a, a blessing and something wonderful um, that even I love to keep that in mind. So lastly, um, what is your favorite hobby? Oh, my favorite hobby is cooking. Cooking, so any particular type of food or? all the food that's not good for you so um we are in the south so i like fried potatoes fried onions fried pickles um of course a lot of pasta but lately to especially in covid with um not as many activities i've uh, branched out and i tried blue apron the subscription for a few weeks to try to further my culinary skills and wow yeah, so I'm doing a little plug for Blue Apron, but um, I recommend it. So I did it for a few weeks and that was nice. So that's all different types of cuisine. I mean, they, they have everything under the sun. Oh, that sounds so fun. Ooh, I'll have to check into that and see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They had a coupon campaign going on. <laughs> really? Ah, oh, shoot. Late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, well, thank you so, so much, Nancy, for joining us today and sharing your advice and journey to the certification. Again, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Um, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you getting to share all of your advice. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you having me. And I really appreciate you keeping this podcast going as well as your website and the study group. I mean, you were you were definitely instrumental in helping me stay motivated as well. So I just appreciate all your hard work in that. Oh, thank you. Anytime. 123 CECD is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.123cecd.com.